When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, that's a great song. And I reckon, Dan Malecki, that was the song that they played. Karen Manning told me when she went out onto the track in Norway, I think they played that as her theme music when she was over there all those years ago with Night Pistol. Really? Oh, wow, that's fantastic. It'd be pretty special for uh, for Karen uh, to remember that song and uh, anyone that... Uh, it's funny, nobody that I knew had any idea about yachting and yet that's a song that's famous for the America's Cup as well and I feel like the band was named after us as well. Men at work. <laughs> that's right. A couple of real... Uh... Real top-notch workers chipping away on a Friday morning, Dan. We're through six races. You've given us a great insight to all those races. We're on to race seven, the third leg of the quaddy. It's the Sulky Dot App, the Future of Form Metropolitan Pace Final. It's at 8 p.m. It's over the 2240-metre trip uh, for horses rated between 70 to 79. Uh, we've got a, an interesting market here. Uh, Horse 13, Beach Memories, is the favourite. $2.70 into $2.30. Magnetic Terror at four sixty. Number 12, Raw for Roscoe, six fifty. And we go out to the double-figure horses. Number 3, Holy Basil at 12. Dalugiri at 13. Our Uncle Jim, 19. Aussie Playboy, 19. Cemetery Bay, bless his soul, at $19. Uh, I'm Shadow Boxer, 19. Valachi, 19. Irvine 21, Belittle 26, and the Ruffy of the field, number one, bet on the Tiger at 41. Dan, a really interesting race. Uh, how do you see it? Yeah, look, um, I can make cases for a number of horses. Uh, Beach Memories is not really the most reliable, but she was fantastic last week. And to be fair to her, she'd been, she'd been really good. I mean, part of her problems are often in the score up, and she can be too far behind, but she can sustain a run, can't she? Mark Pitt just went with it last time and the start before and was absolutely fantastic, had everything else off the bit and was uh, was too good. But it's still a challenge from outside the back row, particularly when you're, you're often giving them a couple of lengths start, are going to have to work around them, most likely be caught without cover. If there's more traffic, um, it's just a, it's a harder run in transit. But I, I just couldn't pick anything else with greater confidence to beat her, even though I still think collectively um, something can beat her or she can become vulnerable. Raw for Roscoe, um, I think Juanita Breen, in, in a sense, was punching through and got to such a good spot, was almost obliged to do what she did. And it was a decent run under the circumstances. Considering Raw for Roscoe was second up after only a 1,200-metre run, he might be the one that uh, represents the better value here. Uh, a different style of drive, the fact that he's had an extra run under his belt. He can come on in leaps and bounds. So I think he's a terrific chance, certainly a winning chance. Magnetic Terror was terrific in the race against Beach Memories. And again, that advantage of drawing the front line, particularly if he was able to work his way towards uh, the top, because Beach Memories might have more traffic to contend with this time. And uh, 
I think I'm Shadow Boxer is just that sort of horse that gets a chance to, to, to run into a place at big odds, and if they overdo it, he might be your blowout chance. Dorlagiri, uh, a horse that showed plenty of ability, the ex-Kiwi, and I thought he was pretty good last week. I know it was the blowout race, and you, you tend to put a line through that cemetery bay and, and Dorlagiri form simply because they were at 100 to 1 or so. Uh, but I certainly think Dorlagiri's in the mix, particularly from uh, its draw. The Dean Braun pair, our Uncle Jim was good. Uh, Holy Basil has to improve off that run. So this race um, has got... Uh, it's opened up a little bit, I think. I'm not sure if I've got it right, but I've got the 13 on top of the 12. The 12 is probably the more attractive to back each way, and the one I'm more likely to suggest could be more reliable, uh, but the 13 could blow them away again. 13, 12, 6 and 8 with cases for a number of others. 13, 12, 6 and 8 for you, Dan. It's probably... Uh, being a quaddie leg, I'm one, and I know you are as well, that when we do take quaddies, we don't just take one. We take a few with different variations. It's probably a beach memories one-out job in one ticket and then six or seven in the on another. Is that fair to say? That would be a good way to play the quaddie? Uh, I think that's certainly one of the one of the scenarios. Um, uh, yeah, for a lesser amount, that's for sure. Yeah, because, I mean, this was a heat of this race provided the 101 winner last week, which, of course was Cemetery Bay, and here you are, you're going to have a horse that started at that price last week, go around at a, a pretty long price again, and uh, even a roar for Roscoe, who, who I think he might have drifted out late, but he was pretty much even money and betting all the way through, and you know I can find genuine reasons why he can get better from that run last week with drif- different driving tactics, and the fact that he's still early on in his preparation, you'll find that he's at good value as well. So, um, definitely a race where I'd be taking a B and potentially a C quaddy. Yeah, I'm with you there. Let's move on to race eight before our next break, Dan. It is the happy 60th Jeff Ewing three-year-old pace. It's over the 17, 20-metre trip. It's well, obviously for three-year-olds. Uh, and it's drawn a really good field of three-year-olds. You spoke off the top of the show about this being one of the highlights of the card, and I certainly agree with you. We've got our Vinny as a $3.20 favourite for Emma Stewart. The second line is occupied by Louis Luai for Chris Venozio and Ross Payne at three seventy. Chivalry at four forty. Final Collect, a blowout winner from last weekend at four eighty. Uh, dangerous, the eight at five dollars, and then uh, well, they're the runners in the you know, in the top part of the market, and then three horses aren't really given a chance by punters. Number three, another Nien fifty-one Aussie punter at seventy-one, and Edward Grange drawn the pole at one hundred and fifty to one. We've had a lot of roughies uh, outside or massive outsiders drawn the pole, so there could be one or two sneak through down into third or fourth that could inject some value into those first fours. But how do you see this race? I am giving Louis Luai another chance. Uh, he certainly had issues last time out. I spoke to the connections, and I think there was a sense that he uh, may have choked down there. I was ultra keen on him that night, and I've uh, I've got a new rule in my punting. I forgive at least one run, so I'm going to go again, Louis Luai. I think he's a really good horse. Yeah, I, I, and look, I'm, I'm similar here with Dangerous. Um, not that it was necessarily a bad run. Um, Louis Luai's run was too bad to be true, so you know there had to be something not quite right. Uh, dangerous, I can find reasons why um, he just worked a bit and was exposed a bit too early. He can get a bit keen and he weakened the last 50. It wasn't very good, but he'll improve off that run. These are a good bunch of horses. Uh, our Vinny and Final Collect. Final Collect was able to capitalise on a pretty good run to win it. Now Vinny's a decent horse with a better barrier draw. So I think they're your main four, um, but I'm, I'm leaning to Dangerous. Uh, but I was tossing up between Dangerous and Louis Luai here. Dangerous 
I've got a lot of time for him. He's still not the furnished product, but I, I get the feeling he will be in due course. Um, he is drawn inside the back row here, and, and look, it might be the sort of race where a driven cold trying to come with one run, it might suit him and might be the best thing for him going forward. Um, as opposed to last time, uh, he, he just seemed to get clear air too too quickly. He, he got really keen down the back and, you know, he hit a brick wall at the 100. He really was weak to the line. But under the circumstances, I think I can understand why and I think he'll benefit from it. Uh, but our Vinny on speed, he might get a really good run if he's able to work to the top. Louis Luai has been driven pretty much cold, but he finds the line really strongly. He's a very good horse. Um, and I think final collective, he's able to beat these horses um, uh, like he did last start. I think we've got to respect him again. Pretty handy horse in New Zealand and on New Zealand form would have gone around at much longer odds than you would have thought. But such was the depth last start. I I like the eight, particularly in the field of eight. I know I tipped it last start. And I was really keen on him and I don't often like getting stuck into a horse that has let me down at their previous start. But... I can find reasons because it's still early on in his, his preparation that he can turn this around. It just might take a, 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 an alteration to the driving tactic with him and maybe the barrier draw lends itself for that to happen. So eight, six, four and five. Eight six four five for you, Dan. Uh, yeah, I was speaking about the, these horses running last week. It was actually two weeks ago. Things have all blurred into one. Uh, just a, a little further push before we take a break uh, for your tip dangerous we we had john dunn write a story and um, we put it up on the trots.com today you uh, through the week dan and i might just read a couple of comments because he shane actually speaks about that last run he said he was traveling nicely on the home turn and then didn't finish off but he blew up a bit after the race so i have to put my hand up to the fact he got away from me second up and without a trial we got his blood done after the race and fixed a few little things and he'll be fitter this week so I'm sure you're very happy to hear that. It looks looks like Shane's tipping a much better run or at least a much uh, fitter dangerous this time around. Yeah, look, I think all of that and and potential different driving tactics as well. I think you probably err on the side of caution third up to not expose him so early, regardless of how forward you think he's going to be. But when you look at the horse, he's a lovely looking horse. He Mm, just gives you the impression that he's going to turn into a, a, a top liner. So... I know he's got to make that next step. There's a few others in the race that are in the same boat, but um, he, he's, a, he's a lovely style of horse. He's got a beautiful pacing stride, but he can get keen at times. So um, I think they've got a, a bit of a project that might be that easy initially, but I think it'll be worth its weight in gold eventually. And um, I've got a lot of time for Dangerous. I think he's a Group 1 horse. Yeah, I think you're right, and Shane Sanderson certainly put him, uh, at least in my conversation with him, right up there with the best horses he has trained, Dan. Really good push for Dangerous. I'm really keen on Louis Luai. I'm happy to take on our Vinny just a little bit, so in my quaddy, I might even sort of take one with Louis Luai and Dangerous, and and then obviously an alternative one, but I'm happy to play uh, the six and the eight predominantly as are you. Let's take a break, Dan. We'll take one more break. We've got races nine and ten to come at Melton, and then we'll get our best, and I think you're going to give us a multi. It's the Friday form panel. Tim O'Connor and Dan Malecki.